Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. I am John Ledyard, ready on a Bucks playoff week to talk some Bucks and Washington football team football talk. But joining me on today's show to do just that is the one and only, the legend himself. We decided to tempt fate and just laugh in the face of danger. The Buccaneers curse himself, Trevor Sykema is on the show today. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us, despite the fact that you could be really throwing a lot of disadvantageous energy at your favorite team. No, I appreciate you having me on, John. I give the intro a 9 out of 10. You were enthusiastic. You enunciated well uh, as someone who did an unbelievable amount of those intros. I guess probably Mark Cook did more than I did when I was there at Peter Report. But uh, all that to say... Thank you for having me on, man. It's going to be a, a very fun conversation. I was very much looking forward to this. And what better week to do it than the first week that the Bucks have made the playoffs in uh, what feels like eight lifetimes? Oh, absolutely. And it's not too often uh, that our, uh, that we have a guest that has better camera and better uh, sound quality than myself. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats on that. That's also not very often we have a guest that's better looking. So congrats on that as well. Wow. That's a pretty hard thing to achieve. So Wow. We are totally and 100% energized by our friends over at Celsius. They're doing awesome things. Y'all know them. Y'all love them. Y'all been drinking that Celsius. And we are pumped that they are sponsors of this podcast. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Trevor, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of trying any Celsius yet in your life. I don't know if you guys even have those things up there in Panther country. Actually, I think you do. Uh, and you can order them on Amazon if you don't have them. So wherever you are in the country, you can order uh, a little bit of Celsius on Amazon. But Celsius energy drink, Trevor, today I am drinking a little bit of the sparkling kiwi guava healthy energy mm. accelerates metabolism burns body fat gets you yoked after your workout <laughs> I'm telling you man this thing right here trevor i am not an energy drink guy you know this you we've talked about this before we have i'll yeah. drink coffee energy drink soda nothing i'm yeah. on water you know i'm i'm the simplest drinker you could possibly imagine these things have changed the game for me when we first got them as celsius as a sponsor of the podcast i was honestly worried i was like i've never had a celsius i don't really drink this kind of stuff like I'm afraid I'm gonna have to get on the podcast and like fib a little bit, and I, you know. But dude, I've tried like eight flavors now; they're all gold. I mean, I really have not found one I dislike so far. Kiwi guava, though, that's one of my favorites. You gotta try it. Well, I mean, like you you saying that it gets you yoked after workout. I mean, like I clearly don't need to be more yoked. So you know, like for everybody else that's looking for that, I mean, it's great. But I, you know, I guess you know what if you if if. You've kind of convinced me here because I know you're a non-BS guy. So if I see one in the store next time, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to pick it up just for you. I mean, you may not think you can get more yoked, and it may be hard to imagine, honestly. <laughs> it was hard for me to imagine, but Celsius has somehow done that for me. So I'm just saying you may think that. You may think you've peaked, Trevor, but peak performance <laughs> may be on the other end of a Celsius for you. And again, like if you guys haven't tried them, try them. Uh, during them before your workouts, after workouts, they are, they are awesome for you. And 
what's great about them is that if you find, I mean, you can find them if you're here uh, in Tampa, in the Tampa area, you can find them at your local stores and stuff and, and really very easily. Uh, but also you can order them on Amazon. You know, that's how I've got a bunch of mine. You order them and you can get the variety pack and a bunch of them come right to you and you can try a bunch of different flavors and then decide which one's your favorite uh, before you kind of take off and run with it. Um, and, and go all in on one flavor because really uh, they've all been pretty good so far. So Celsius Energy Dink, drink, try it out. Uh, it's really good stuff. Trevor, man, yeah. it's great to have you on the pod, man. It's great to be talking some Bucks football with you. And it's in the midst of a playoff run, which, man, last time we did this, I mean, we could have dreamed and imagined about it, obviously, and we knew the talent on the roster. But this is crazy, dude. Like you've been, a, yeah. this is different for me even than it is for you. Like you covered this team for years. Yeah. You grew up a Bucks fan. Just talk a little bit about what that's like, because I'm sure a lot of fans that are in the chat right now in the comments, and I can see him. Say, I'm going to post some of these up here, uh, but they're going to they're showing you some love. But I just talk about what that's been like for you to watch this happen with this team this year. Yeah, uh, big shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now. I see you guys. I haven't typed anything to respond yet, but uh, I appreciate the welcome back. Miss you guys a lot. Um, yeah, it's weird, right? Because back when we did a draft podcast together, I mean, the whole reason why I was such a big draft fan is because Tampa's season, you know, it, like Tampa's draft season started in October, you know, every single year. That's just like how it was. And so yeah. um, that was kind of the vibe. It was always just I was so into the draft because that's all I really had to look forward to when I was growing up a Bucks fan. Well, of course, we had the Super Bowl era, uh, not, you know, when I was not too young, but were, uh, you, like, were you 11 or 12? The Super Bowl? I was 11 when they won the Super Bowl. So, okay. I mean, like I was just kind of really becoming into my own football fandom right when they started right. to suck bad. So, <laughs> you know, I hit it. I, I hit it real perfect. Right. So you you know, the curse. I mean, this is, this is crazy. No, hundred percent. Uh, and we're going to, I, I, we need to get into the specific example of being a curse where even just beyond them getting Brady and them doing really well this year, the tweet that we need to get to at some oh, point, um, we're going to get to it. I know it's coming, but it's really cool. And I've, I've said this a lot, you know, people have, because since I'm in North Carolina now, I'm in Charlotte now, a lot of people have been like, oh man, like, do you miss it? Like the year that you're yeah. gone, like every, like it all crazy ball blows up and it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely miss the media scene and the, 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 the Tampa fans and being so close to all you guys. I really do. But I, I really, my number one emotion through all of this is happiness for the fans. So many great fans that I've got to meet during my time at Peterport and even before. And two, like, the media members in Tampa, they work their butt off like mm -hmm. year in during the season and draft season. I mean, when you're a Bucks beat reporter, you have to care about the draft a lot more than if you were a beat reporter for another team. And those people have put in so much work and the Bucks just have not rewarded them with a national audience or these really important topics and things like that. And so to see the media members in Tampa and to see the diehard fans that I've got to know really well be rewarded by just having a great team to watch every Sunday and a great team to report about that gets a lot of eyeballs. It's been really fun for me. That's, that's the main emotion is, is just a lot of happiness for, for some really good people who are getting to experience a good football team. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my, I mean, even coming here, moving here and you, you know, there's such a connection with the fan base here and you're right. The media is awesome. And, you know, these people, all these people have been here for a long time and a lot of them grew up here and have watched this team and, and rooted for this team when they were younger and now cover them professionally. And so it's just been cool. It's been cool. You know, people don't know, you know, even from Pittsburgh, where I, you know, where I'm from is, 
you know, where you see that every year, you take it for granted, you know, and you start complaining about how many games you've won in the playoffs or how far you've gotten. And we haven't made it past the AFC championship game. You know, that starts to become <laughs> the conversation. So it's cool to be here. where like those things like making the playoffs can be like really appreciated and loved and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. and, and the chats are blowing up because here's the thing, Trevor, and Michael, as Michael Reynolds says, your sacrifice will be remembered forever. For those who don't know, Trevor, obviously from this area, the Bucks are losing for so long. Trevor moves, what, in February? Was it January? I, think, I moved end of January last okay, year. So it's been about a year now yeah. Trevor moved, and it's been, other than the when they won the Super Bowl, the best year in Tampa Bay. Oh, no question. <laughs> no, 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 no question. I mean, there was, there was the run back in 0304 where, and we're just going outside of the Bucks even, 0304 when the Bucks won the Super Bowl and then the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And within the span of a calendar year in Tampa sports, they signed Tom Brady. They signed Rob Gronkowski. They have like the greatest offseason that you could ever imagine uh, for them bringing new players in and bringing new life in. They obviously have an incredibly stacked team and the Bucks have broken the playoff curse, but also the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. The Rays with the World Series, like it was just like what it could not have been a better year for Tampa sports. The <laughs> second I left, and so yeah, I mean, um, I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't want to believe that I had this much control as a curse, but uh, there's no denying it anymore. I am, yeah. I am all powerful within the Tampa community and their sports that they love. It's true, and there is so many layers to this, man. Like. We joked about it like a little bit when they signed Brady, but then you're right. Like the lightning season, the Rays season, signing Gronk, going 11 and five, the play. Yeah. I mean, AB, like there's just like a million different things. And yeah. then now it's like, all right, this might be real. Yeah, right. <laughs> Confirmed for me, dude, that you, you have this like mystical power surrounding you related to the box. Here it yeah. is, man. You posted this on mm -hmm. Twitter and I don't know why. Actually, I was searching these a couple key words in this tweet that you had and i saw your tweet it was at like the top because obviously we follow each other whatever mm. and i was like oh no and i like checked the timestamp <laughs> in the date and i was like oh no like trevor literally runs things like and i saw this tweet and it came after the second drive of the bucks game against the vikings in yep. week 14 their first drive or their their was after their second drive out of the bye week you remember on this drive on the first yes. drive Tom Brady missed a, a deep shot to Gronkowski. It was it was, yep. a, it, was a, it, it would have taken a good throw, but then he missed a wide open Chris Godwin over the middle after he reset his base uh, in this on the second drive of the game, and they went three and out first drives against Minnesota out of the bye, and everybody was like, "Uh oh, what's going on here?" And you tweeted this: "Tom Brady is, is broken. broken. He is one thirty seven p.m. is broken. Approximately Anybody the first end of the first quarter in." Tampa Bay, Minnesota, December 13th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy because Trevor Sikama reverse jinxed Tom <laughs> Brady, the GOAT, Tom Brady, into an unbelievable run, the best four-game <laughs> finish to his season in the GOAT's history. The GOAT, literally because of a tweet from you, reverse jinx the GOAT. I mean... There it's, cannot be a more Tampa Bay legend than you, my friend. Uh, it's it is hilarious because I mean, you remember what Brady was like before that moment. Like before that game, there was a lot of <laughs> off chemistry. There was a lot of missed throws. And like, not that Brady was terrible, but like 
he was struggling. The offense was struggling. They were not in rhythm. And so this was not just a Tom Brady had two bad drives. I'm saying the words he's broken. Like this was kind of disappointments over the last couple of weeks coming into this. And then they're playing a Vikings team that they obviously need to win that game. And they come out the gate and they have those two drives. I'm like, this dude's broken. I looked at this and I looked at the last couple of weeks he had, maybe the last month that he had. And I looked at those two drives and I was like, this, they could not come out of the gate with this kind of performance. Because when you look at their future schedule, I believe it was right after Minnesota, it was Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. So those were the last three games. And so that Vikings game was extremely paramount at the time. Now, obviously they boat raced the other three, but like winning that game against another team who was still in the wild card hunt at the time, you needed to make a statement. You came out and those were the first two drives. And then I tweeted that. And you know this because you are a very detailed person. (laughs) From that moment on, he has been unbelievable. From yes. the next drive on, he the has next been drive was the Scotty touchdown, right? Unbelievable. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I had a lot of fun with it. We had a lot of like, for, for for some reason, like Patriots fans were tweeting at me after the game, and they were like, "Oh, what about the tweet now?" I'm like, "What do you leave? Like, go away!" Like, so, oh, dude, that's, <laughs> Patriots fans are are as passionate about the Bucks season as Bucks fans. I think I, I no, guess it's no knock on the Bucks fans. So, it's just the Patriots are crazy. Yeah, they it. were they were they were roasting me um <laughs> after that game, and <laughs> he had a fantastic game. And then obviously they had the three game run against Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta. And so all I have to yeah. say is that. Bucks fans in the chat on Twitter, wherever you are in the world, you better be nice to me because I hold your team and your happiness, your sports happiness in the palm of my hand. Preach. So I'm just, all I'm saying you better just, Um, you better be nice to me. Yep. Quit hating, quit calling him the curse. He's actually the, the, (laughs) I don't even know what you call. I don't know what you call. I don't know if there's a word for whatever you are. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 nervous though because if they like if they're playing really terrible against Washington and then I like purposefully try to be the curse, then it's not gonna work. You know, <laughs> like that's what Brian's saying here. Brian, Brian Shaw's saying here, if Brady has a slow start Saturday night, Trevor needs to tweet that again. <laughs> just just keep tweeting it every incomplete pass, just like mash and say no, I'm he's just, broken. <laughs> every single tweet, I've got to come up with something new. Like, man, if only Brady had as much talent as Aaron Rodgers, think of the career. <laughs> That he would have or like if it keeps going i'm just gonna be like it's crazy how much better peyton manning's career has been than tom brady's like i'm just gonna keep up in the ante until he turns it's it around wild how much i'd rather have taylor heineke in this game than tom <laughs> brady <laughs> just take it take it to a whole new level it is yeah. gonna be a crazy game though trevor i mean we have, we have like seen some bad playoff teams on paper but washington man yeah. that offense like Yikes. I mean, it's it's a rough offense. I know the Bucs have struggled kind of defensively a little bit, um, but this is a kind of an offense that leaves a lot to be desired um, in, in what they do. And we don't even know who's playing quarterback in this game. I mean, could very well be Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's taking the first team reps. Ron Rivera's kind of openly brought this up to the media and been like, I'm really not sure. I mean, he, he was hesitant about playing Alex Smith before, then he didn't mm-hmm. play well against Philadelphia, but they won anyway. So he might be swayed, but I think he really feels like Bulls is going to come after him and he's going to have to have somebody with some more mobility. Right. right now, Smith just doesn't have that. And he's questionable officially for the game, by the way, if people haven't seen Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Alex Smith, all officially questionable uh, for Washington for this game. 
it just kind of puts us in a weird position with even picking this game. It's like, man, if Alex Smith is like super limited and Taylor he- or Taylor Heineke is playing most of this game, yeah, there's just no way the but like right this Bucks defense as good as Washington's defense is, and I've said on this show that I think it's one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. But as good as they are, like how does can you envision Washington finding a way to score enough points without like some turnovers or some special teams touchdowns or, you know, some freak stuff that Mm. happens, you know, the 99 out of a hundred rule or whatever. Right. Right. But can you envision a path for Washington to score enough points in this game to beat Tampa Bay? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the tough part. Like I was on a podcast, not too far before this, where it was a Washington podcast and they were kind of saying like, okay, Tampa's the better team. Right. And so like, give us a formula to, if this happens, Washington has a chance. And it's interesting because you and I, you know, I've seen you talk about this plenty. And so I, I know that you're probably on the same page with it is that, and we'll get into the bulls element of it in a second, but Tampa can play that kind of like softer zone coverage. Like they can get less aggressive in the secondary. And you kind of question that at times, but they're playing that, they're playing that style. And if Alex Smith is patient enough, I think they can get the yards because it's clear that like this Tampa secondary, it's like their philosophy is they'll give you the yards. They just want to try to be there for the turnover. Like they want to limit things and they want to be a a turnover creating team, which uh, certainly there's, there's variance to how much you can pre-plan that. But all that to say, like you can give Washington stuff underneath and, where you go, okay, that plays in Alex Smith's wheelhouse because he's an experienced quarterback. He knows what he's doing. He's patient. He's going to be able to move the ball down the field. Washington has scored more than 30 points once this season. Right. It was the 41-point game against the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I'm pretty sure, I think Tampa has scored more than 39 times. So it's like, this is just what Tampa does. They score more than 30. And it's hard to look at Washington and say, you have to score 30 to win this game because that's just never been their formula at any point in time this season. And so where, yeah, I mean, you could look at Alex Smith and say, okay, they play softer coverage and, and stuff is going to be available underneath and they can take the smaller passes. They can, they, they can move down the field. They can have time of possession and they can control the game a little bit more. Will they still score enough points that way? Cause I don't think right. so. So then all of a sudden you go, you know, Heineke's probably got the, uh, the arm that can stretch the field a little bit more. Like you said, he's a little bit more mobile it's almost like you're just kind of by playing Alex Smith, you are basically betting the bucks to totally implode. Like you are talking yep. about you are, you are basically hoping that the bucks team just completely beats themselves that day. If you play Alex Smith, if you play right. Taylor Heineke, it's almost just like playing a game of roulette. Like you just go like you're flipping a coin. You're basically like, okay, he's either going to have the best performance he possibly can, or we're just going to lose and we're going to lose anyway. So it's either you're going to lose and you're going to crash hard, or maybe you'll give yourself a chance. And so Hmm. if Washington, if Washington wants a chance to keep up with Tampa, they, they might need to play Taylor Heineke. I I just don't think they do it. And I don't think it really will matter either way. Like uh, even, even if you have Heineke, I think it's a pipe dream to think that they keep up with this Buccaneers offense. So it's just, there's a reason why Tampa is almost a double digit favorite in this game. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, there's, you're right. There's, there's layers to this one, but at the same time, right there on the surface is the fact that you have a team that scores a lot against a team that doesn't score a lot and we're oversimplifying it maybe, but in the NFL, you look at numbers and you look at, you know, the, in, over a course of games, like if you're trying to bet in a certain way, again, this is all this is all percentages. No, 
anybody can beat anybody on a given day in the NFL. You play of enough time, yeah, right. running enough things. Like I, you know, I'll never say it can't happen. I'm saying percentages, like 99% of the time when these two teams play, like a team that scores like Tampa Bay can shouldn't lose to a team that scores like Washington. They may play worse, but like you said, 30 points a game, you don't need 30 probably to beat Washington unless right. you know, we'll get to Todd Bowles in a second, unless they have a hor- horrific – very good, no bad, or very bad day uh, on that side of the ball, which we'll talk about bulls in a second here. But uh, that's kind of what it would take in my mind uh, for that to happen. I do want to make sure before we move on on the podcast, we are talking to you about our good friends over at Briar's, Briar Greaves. I know that normally Scott does this and he talks about Briar Greaves. Now they've changed the game for his insurance, but I'm just going to pitch it out to all of you. It's been a crazy year for the insurance world in general with record number of name storms and more than 30 storms flooding in addition to wildfires and not to mention the pandemic with the commercial property and homeowners insurance rate increasing across the industry due to these catastrophes. Briar Greaves Agency has numerous carriers and options to help new and existing clients affected by these increases. Scott's talked to you about this. He had the same thing with his insurance that they they were, he had ran into problems with his insurance company, had to switch because Mark told him about Briar Greaves and it changed the game for him. These catastrophes have caused billions in losses, water damage from pipes breaking, washing machines and ice maker hoses leaking, water heaters bursting and are still one of the number one claims for homeowners. Briar will examine existing policies to make sure you have the correct coverages, not just the best pricing. So they do a lot of that work for you. Personal and commercial auto insurance is another line of business that Briar Greaves Insurance can help with shopping through carriers such as Progressive, MetLife, Safeco, and Allstate to name a few. Life insurance is also being purchased at a record-breaking amount due to individuals thinking about the future of their families more and more because of the pandemic. If in good health, medical exams can usually be waived as a requirement and accelerate the life insurance purchase to protect families. The folks at Briar Greaves Insurance, we talk about this all the time. They are big fans of the Buccaneers. You call them, you send them an email, whatever, you're going to talk some Bucks football with them. They're proud sponsors of the Peter Report podcast on PeterReport.com. So visit BriarGreavesInsurance.com right there on the screen, Briar Greaves Insurance, or call 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166 today. Trevor, we had a little disagreement the other day on the TL. This doesn't yes. happen very often because usually we're of equal brilliance on all things football. But we had a <laughs> little disagreement the other day about Todd Bowles. You yeah. said this would be bad for the Bucks if Todd Bowles were hired by the Atlanta Falcons as their head coach. I do. I offered a very ambiguous meme in response <laughs> that had a kind of You think you're slick, it. don't you? You think you're slick. Thought I was slick. I can't out meme the memer himself, obviously, but uh, thought I was slick using a little gift there. And uh, and bottom line is you said, uh, delete your account, basically. And um, (laughs) because you believe Todd Bowles is the guy. You love Todd Bowles. Talk about your Todd Bowles love. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, by the way, before you tell this, one fan, I don't know who it is, and maybe they're in the chat here. Every single time the Bucks defense messed up during the season, they message me and they say, in all caps, no more toilet bowls or Listen. get toilet bowls out of here. <laughs> I'm like, this is every game, man. That's that's where I am right now. That's kind of where I am with Todd Bowles, okay? Are there things objectively that he can do better? And I don't want to, I don't want me 
praising bowls to say like, Hey, just because something's working doesn't mean it can't be improved. Right. Like that's a, that's, that's something that should always be taken into effect, whether it's coaches or players or, or whoever, if you can make an upgrade, you make an upgrade. And if there is room to upgrade bowls, I'm all for the conversation. I'm just over here saying, okay, they're number one in the NFL and DVOA against the run. Okay. They're right. incredible against the run. They figured that out. And that's without Vita Vea for most of the season. They're number six against the pass. Of course, a lot of the front has to do with that, but they're also doing this in the secondary. And I know that you're going to talk about the deployment of the secondary, but you got to think about this too. They're that high in the ranking against the pass with not a single defensive starter over the age of 24. Like all these guys don't really have experience. Sure. And you know, as much as anybody that secondary experience means a lot when it's safety, you know, you're talking about recognizing different routes. You're talking about seeing things in pre-snap and, uh, you know, when it talks about corner, it, it's all kinds of technique and getting confidence and those kinds of things. And so, you know, when you look at the style that they're playing, they're also the number six team, I believe in the NFL, when it comes to turnovers forced per game, like an average. And so it's clear that what they're doing is they're saying, okay, we'll give you the yards. You can have the yards. You can march down the field a little bit. And, one could argue that, hey, they're making things a little bit too easy, but they're playing the 2020 version of defense in the NFL. Turnovers are king. They're all about getting that extra possession for the offense, and, and that's what they're trying to do. And so they're forcing turnovers at a top 10 rate. They are top 10 in both categories when it comes to defending the run and defending the pass. And I think that he's doing it with a young secondary, a group that's not anchored by Vita Vea. All I'm saying is that like grass ain't always greener. Like, could he be doing things better? I, I, I would certainly say that, yes, there's always room to improve. And I, I hear the arguments that a lot of people have for some of the decisions that he's making. But I'm only cool with them moving on from him if the next option is better. You know, like Brandon Staley from the Rams. Okay, sure. If they can get Brandon Staley to come over and they can go, yeah. you're the head coach in waiting, you know, because that's another thing. Do you want Bowles as the head coach in waiting? Probably not. Bowles wasn't the greatest head coach when he was with the New York Jets. And so you also, on the flip side of the coin, you go, okay, well, if he goes to Atlanta, maybe Atlanta won't be that good. And so those are those elements to keep in there. But the reason why I just could not believe how many people are willing to move on from bowls is remember how bad it has been. Okay. We talked about my bucks fandom and, and me watching the bucks for my entire life. Remember the days of when it was Greg Schiano and lovey Smith and Mike Smith and like bowls is top 10 with this defense in so many different categories. And I think that another year with him as the guy will continue to put them in position to where the defense is good enough to where the offense can win you games you would hold playoff games and potentially a championship. That's my whole thing. It's not that Bulls is perfect, but it's that you got to be careful to think that the grass could be greener with somebody else in there because I've seen some terrible teams before. I've seen some defensive coordinators be great with the front and terrible with the secondary and things like that. And I just think that Bulls is really well-rounded. And even yeah. for this year, he's showing you that he's well-rounded in a top 10, top 12 way in almost every single defensive category. And so that's why I think that some Bucks fans are kind of out of their mind when they're very willing to let him go objectively for this Tampa team. Yeah, I mean, you definitely bring up some good points there. Like the grass is always greener thing is is something that's so important to keep in mind when it comes to coaching because like there are some coaches who are just objectively awful and you got to get rid of them and you got to just – maybe there's a guy actually worse somewhere, but – it doesn't matter. Like it was like the Marvin Lewis thing. Like he's not, you know, that's another example. Like he just, there was time. It was past time. Like sure. All that it could have been done. Like, and you may be hire a worse coach. Zach Taylor may end up being a worse coach than Marvin Lewis. 
but it was time. You know what I mean? And right. I, you're right that the Bucks probably aren't there with Todd Bowles. And I'm not saying fire Todd Bowles by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I've never said that. And I've said on this podcast, in fact, that I'm not saying to fire Todd Bowles. But yeah, I was thinking of it all also from the perspective of Atlanta. Like if you hire if Atlanta hires Todd Bowles, to me, like that, I mean, that's not really a big they're not really a big threat. I don't think he's gonna hire an OC that's very forward thinking. Um, Todd Bowles is is a little bit of an old school type of DC. Sure, um, right. And, and most DCs are, by the way. Like, that's not saying he's them in the minority. Like, right now we have offensive innovators all over the league, and they're growing every single year. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, two or three guys on defense doing that crap. Like, right. I mean, it's crazy. And Bowles is not the exception. But, again, that goes to what you're saying. The grass not always greener. If there's only two or three across the league, Bucks, right. Bucks probably ain't getting one. Like Arians probably ain't hiring somebody better than Todd Bowles if we're being realistic. He's not going to hire one of these guys that tells him, hey, you know what? Play action is really tough to defend. Like he's right. going to be like, get out of here, kid. Right. You know, yeah. You keep you, doing it at the 31st rate in the league. You've got to keep in mind like who would be in the pipeline, who could they get? And I suppose that when you bring up the argument of like, oh, a different defensive coordinator that they could get, they could – even steal a current defensive coordinator away to Tampa by saying like, Hey, Arians can be there much longer and you're the head coach and waiting. So they go like, okay, like I, I could see that maybe being a possibility, but yeah, outside of the vacuum bulls going to Atlanta. I think that the bucks would probably want just because he was not great as a head coach. And then you also don't want, you probably don't want bulls as head coach in waiting. That's probably just a preference. I mean, who knows? He could be a fantastic head coach second time around, but I mean, he's, he's, he already had his chance there and it didn't go so well. So those angles I could definitely see. And you know, like how he's deploying certain things in the defense. And like you said, kind of putting guys in their exact positions to have strengths. Like, yeah, there, there are certainly a handful of opportunities, especially in the secondary, where he hasn't necessarily done that. But going back to what I said before, the game plan is clearly to be a turnover-forcing team. And when you force the turnovers, I guess it works, right? But um, it starts to become an even bigger burning question mark when that doesn't happen. And I'll say, too, like defense is super... Well, naturally, I feel like defense is more flip-floppy, wouldn't you say? Like, it's almost like defenses can be really good one year, and then, like, all of a sudden, the next, like, it's just not working out. Ball's not bouncing their way, or a play doesn't go this way, because there's so much chemistry that has to happen between all 11 guys. And so, you know, you got chemistry on offense between one or two of the more important people. You can move the ball, and you can score, score some points. But defense, I just think it's been steadily improving under bowls, especially the more guys that he gets on uh, in the defense. And I think that this year was better than last year. And there's no reason for me to think that next year, if he is retained, they'll probably move things around a little bit, but more experience for the secondary, maybe getting another piece or two in there yeah. for that defense. And I, I think that it is caliber enough to get you where you want to go in the playoffs. Now, Super Bowl, you're talking about all kinds of timing and things having to work out and being right. on a roll. But, you know, I think that this de- th- this defense gives you a chance to to get to that level. And I think that that's what's most important. Right. It's interesting. I mean, Douglas brings up a good point here. You know, settling for poor game planning because the last guy was worse isn't a strong argument. No, I right. hear you, Douglas, but, but that's not the full gist of it either. Like, uh, you know, poor game planning has a lot of levels to it. Like, that's a very general term. And, you know, there's a lot of different layers to this. Like, you can have poor game planning in, in many different facets. And in some ways, Bulls is really good. Like, it is one of the most important things the defensive coordinator can do is create pressure. And I would argue Todd Bowles, especially this season without Vita Vea, right. I don't think he has an elite premier pass rusher in the NFL. And he creates pressure with scheme. I mean, the Bucks are up there in sacks, you know, every single year. He creates 
he creates penetration with the defensive line without having a very a great interior defensive line this year. They have, they haven't set up that record setting pace, but they're still easily not even close the best run defense in the NFL this season. Um, you know, so what they've been able to do consistently in that capacity is impressive. The thing I'll say is that I think that Todd Bowles both builds his defense to stop the run, and in today's NFL, I want a defense that's built to stop the pass first, and and that isn't something that he's done over the course of his career, and so. That's why I wouldn't hate it if Bulls did go and end up somewhere else because I think the Bucs are going to be a good passing offense for a long time. If they get a quarterback after Brady, probably well after Brady too because the weapons that they have around there that will probably be around for the long haul. And so, yeah, having a, having a defensive coordinator that prioritizes the, the front and not the back end, um, I'll take that. You know, And, again, not enough too high safety looks, so leaving cornerbacks in really tough situations all the time in Tampa Bay – when you don't have great cornerbacks has resulted in some, you know, Carlton Davis, again, I think he's great, but in off coverage all the time, it gets a little trickier. So there's layers to this is what I'm trying to say there, Douglas. And the, I don't think you're wrong that it's a bad argument of itself, but at the same time, the full context behind it is that like, there are still good things that Todd Bowles does that are really right. important. Right. It just isn't everything where some people like Staley and others are, are and Dennis Allen and the new Orleans are kind of starting to think about things from a coverage from a back end to front perspective and honestly that's hopefully where defense is headed in today's nfl because right now they're getting destroyed and so they need to adjust <laughs> some of their ways of thinking washington might be one of the teams that gets it actually jack del rio and ron rivera look like this year one of the teams that get it they understand how important the coverage is and mm-hmm. they have to build from the back to the front and so right uh, we'll see how things progress there uh this offense trevor for the box i mean we've got a huge huge test coming up Washington's front is ferocious, man. I mean, these guys get after the quarterback. One of the things I noted on tape is just how hard they play. I can't believe how hard they play. And it it denotes confidence in the way that they play. Um, But, man, they are aggressive. They are physical. Um, There are so many traits and characteristics that stands out about the group, and then they're deep, too. Um, I don't know. You've watched the Bucs for a long time. You obviously watch them all season. Like, does this group worry you? You know, to me, that's is this the is this the path for Washington? Is getting like an unreal game out of these guys against a pretty good offensive line in Tampa Bay, and and being able to just totally demolish everything the Bucks are doing? Yeah, I mean, it has to be right. I mean, like when you look at this matchup on paper, this is Washington's strength, and unfortunately, it goes up against another strength of Tampa's, which has been that their offensive line has been fantastic this season. So again, it's it, that's why it's so hard to envision Washington upsetting Tampa in this game, is because their greatest strength, that defensive front, which would be great against a lot of teams in the NFL. I mean. Jensen's a mean cuss. Uh, you know, uh, Marpet's yeah. been a fantastic uh, player as he has been his entire career. Tristan Wirth has been unbelievable as a right tackle. And so right. even if you go like, okay, there might be like some subpar play here and there. The offensive line as a whole is playing so well that how, you're, how you're the greatest QB in pocket presence, right? You know, you know like that, that's the thing is like, how much are you going to get home? Like, even if Washington, and I think that they will just because they are that talented, will get home a couple of times how can you come up with a number where it matters against Tom Brady? And I just, I, I just don't think you do. I think that that's of course the biggest matchup for this game, you know, yeah. uh, 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 you know, beyond the obvious, don't turn the ball over and stuff like that. But sure. you know, that's the, that's, that's the biggest matchup. And unfortunately for Washington, their biggest strength is being neutralized as much as it is, as it is by a really good bucks offensive line, which is not something that I feel like we've been able to say in Tampa for um, quite a long time. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's ferocious. I, I want to say this too. Everybody's freaking out about the Chase Young thing, right? 
Um, Chase Young. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going down this path. Yeah, everybody's freaking out about this with with with, with Chase Young going after Brady. One, he said this at the combine. Like he said this. 11 months ago, they asked him this at the scouting combine. Who is the one quarterback that you want to tackle in the NFL? Without hesitation, he goes, oh, Tom Brady. Absolutely. And this is before Brady was a buck. You know, he was just, and he was just like, yeah, I, I want to sack Tom Brady. And you know what? I love it. Everybody right. loves it. You should love it. This is this is the a prolific pass rusher who has been a like unanimous top three selection for so long. Basically sitting here saying like I've made it to the NFL. And he wasn't arrogant when he said it, but he said like I want to sack Tom Brady. I want to sack the best. And you know, even last week when he was running off the field, you know, he's hyped up. They won the game. They're going to the playoffs. And he's like, I want Tom Brady. Hell yeah! Now I get my chance to go get him. I love that. There's and so. Of course, I I wouldn't want it any other way from any fan base than, you know, for Bucks fans to be like, all right, like Brady's like, like, let's show him like he thinks he's going to best us. And it's like, that's part of being a fan, but don't take it too far. Like, don't, don't start like going after Chase Young. And I haven't seen anybody do this yet. And so I'm not like talking about anybody in specific, but Chase Young is a great young player. He wants to go up against the best. I respect the hell out of it. And uh, right. even though I think that Brady is going to get the better of him, yeah. I do, I do, I, I love that he said it. I really do. Well, I do too. I don't have any issue with it. You know, and again, I know that, you know, I say the media, we're in the media, but I mean, most of the media, like, I know they're going to make a big deal out of these things. It's what we call a uh, low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, right. Very exactly. Yes. It's just easy, right? Like, you don't have to tape study to talk about. Chase Young saying, I want Tom Brady. You know, you don't have to research statistics or watch tape or, you know, study a player or look at context of a game situation. You don't have to do any of that. Like, you right. just, oh, Chase Young, you know, it's low hanging fruit. And so yeah. I get it. Sometimes those things are fun to talk about. You know me, fans have heard me talk about it before. Everybody's on this podcast has probably heard me talk about it before. I don't care about those kind of things, really. Like, that's part of the game. I love it. Um, I hope everybody, I wish I everybody do. talked trash and chirp before every game. I don't oh. even think that's talking trash, but like 100%. The you and I, you, you and I had the all chirp team back in the day that yeah. we did for prospects. You know, like 100%. we love the smack talk, right? Hundred percent. Like if you if you could talk trash, like you're one hundred percent a better player than I, than whoever else is. I, I I didn't see I didn't see the interview. I just saw the quote. I can't remember who tweeted out Carmen or Jenna. I can't I can't remember. But like somebody asked Tristan Wirfs, like, did you see Chase Young's comment? Like, do you have anything to say back? And Tristan Wirfs like, no, I'm bad at trash talking. I don't have anything to say back. <laughs> And I just laughed because it's very, it's I, true. I just, Tristan Wirfs is awesome. So oh, I, just, yeah, I, great. I, get, I get a kick out of that. Well, I mean, it was, you tweeted this the other day or today, maybe it was, I think it was you or somebody, I don't know, a bunch of people or maybe we were talking about it, but Ohio state, Sean Wade, Sean Wade. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Says, yeah. I want, I want Devontae Smith. I'm like, you go boy, let's go. Like, I love it. Like you're going to get <sighs> destroyed, but I, I mean, I'm happy for you. Like, you're going to smile while you're doing it, I guess. If, like, if you it. don't have confidence as a corner, whether you're good or you are bad, yeah, you're not going to make it. Nice. You're just not, not going to make it. Right. They're too good, uh, for sure. Somebody said they've played cornhole with you and you can't talk trash. I, like, I can't talk trash? That's what he said. So I've played Jay, cornhole with Trev. He can't trash talk. So Jay is part of Lot 6 crew, which is a tailgating group in Lot 6 of Raymond James parking area that I would show up early for the games and hang out with them before every home game over the last couple of years. And there were a couple of times where Jay's a phenomenal tailgate cook. Like I'm talking Ooh. about like so that's where I need to be next year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You need to, you need to get hooked up with these dudes because they'll treat you well and they're great guys. And Jay 
he has this like little charcoal grill, like what you would think you see at a tailgate, right? Yeah. And he'll he'll grill up all kinds of like sausages, burgers, wings. Like uh, it, they they really do it up big there. They they get to the spot the second the parking lot opens, and they have a lot of fun. And so I can't remember. I guess I suck at trash talk. I don't know. I probably didn't want to trash talk him when we were sitting there, but I guess maybe uh, maybe he's got. I mean, that. Yeah, you're just trying to you trying to get some of his good food. You don't want to the, offend anybody. The payment for him giving you good food though is they will prank your car like every time because i was often the last person to leave one of the last people to leave um one buck place after a game and because everybody else is obviously like they're leaving when the game's over maybe like an hour after the game's over but they're not staying like three four hours like media is i would come back and there would either be a bud light pyramid on my car or my car would be like tp'd like fully tp'd or one time he took like a like a fully cooked sausage and put it underneath the handle of my door. And so like <laughs> when I, w- when I went to go like open the door of my car, it, it was just like this slimy thing. And I was like, Ugh! like I was, I was, that's the best, that's the best prank. I think anybody's done to me. And that's my car. incredible. I yeah. love it. Good stuff, Jay. Uh, I'm not telling you what I drive, Jay. Uh, yeah. You'll have to figure it out. Yeah. You'll have to. Um, yeah, no, that's great stuff. I mean, uh, you know, this this game is obviously not home game. So Bucks fans, you know, and this whole season's been a little bit weird because Bucks fans. Sucks, I get it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the word because you want them to be like a part, you know, right in there. But at the same time, man, it could have been easy in some ways. You know, obviously with the allure with the players, it was it was easier to probably be connected to the team. But I just feel like there's this energy and momentum. I mean, just look at our, our podcast, our show, the energy, the numbers that we've had on the yeah. side and everything like this. It just feels like there's been it's been this this long time coming, this long wait. If yeah. you could envision kind of a couple things happening in this game, obviously there are some players who've been around for a long time. Other than just a win, obviously, if you could envision a couple things happening in this game that you feel like fans have have like waited for, really wanted to see happen, or you know, players playing well or whatever it might be, like what would be like your a couple dream things to happen in this game for you. I think that you've got to shout out the guys who have been there a long time, who have waited so long for a competent Tampa Bay Buccaneers team who have put so much work in through bad coaches and bad teams. And I mean, like, I feel like what would cap it off would be if Mike Evans can score a touchdown in the playoffs. I mean, like that would, I think that that would mean the world to a lot of Bucks fans. And then I, I, you know, if they're in a situation where late game and interception seals it and it's Levante David who gets the interception or something like that. I mean, those are the two that immediately come to mind because not only have they been around Tampa a long time, I got to witness this first as more as a fan, you know, when they were first drafted, but then as I was able to spend more time with them around the locker room, they're phenomenal dudes. Like they're just, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're selfless. They're loving, they're great teammates. They have such a joy for the game and for life. And so it would be an icing on the cake on top of a Buccaneers playoff win revenge win, by the way, because the last time they went 11 and five, they lost in the playoff to uh, Washington. So this would be a little bit of a revenge win. Um, Not the last time they made the playoffs. I know guys, the last time they made the playoffs, they played against the giants. I'm talking about the last time they went 11 and five, which is the similar record that they have right now. All of that to say, Evans getting a touchdown and Levante David getting an interception, I think would be really special and mean a lot to a lot of people. And, and, you know, going back to what you were talking about with the energy of the fans and the energy in Tampa Bay, Scott always told me that Tampa was a was a football town and I never really saw it. You know like not not when I say I never really saw it I didn't mean like I didn't believe him. I just 
Sure. For, like I said, most of my young adult life and most of the time I really remember being a fan, I didn't see it. They were bad. You know, right. I, I remember right. so many times in college just, uh, you know, getting cheap tickets for $30 to sit on the top of the uh, stadium at Raymond James. And, you know, it's 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 like 25% capacity or something and nobody's there. And like that was that was Buck's life to me when I was growing up. And so... Scott always told me that when they put a legit winner on the field, people will come out, people will get excited. And it's unfortunate that we're in the pandemic climate that we're in and we didn't get to see that full force this year, but hopefully things are a lot better for next football season. Mm -hmm. And hopefully fans get to experience what will be, I, I, I project to be another really good team in Tampa next year. Right. A lot of people realizing that your camera is better than my camera and your lighting is better than my lighting, Trevor. And of course, our boys over at Loose Cannons want just a little bit of respect. That's all they want. Yeah. They, Trevor received some amazing advice on his camera setup. Hmm. They did. That's yes. true. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they gave me advice too, and I am going to follow that advice here very soon. Scott keeps saying, Oh yeah, they're coming. The company, you know, we're we're getting we're getting everybody some some cameras and some lighting. So Mark's not gonna know how to work the camera. Oh, no. Don't get don't get Mark a camera. Have you seen Mark's camera? I mean, I mean, what like, it, I would I would think that it's just like him logging in on like a Nokia flip phone and like trying to basically. do the podcast with with the flip phone open. Yeah, that, dial up in and I, a flip phone. That's what it looks like basically. Are there even cameras on those things? Probably not. I flip phones? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, that's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. Uh, so. Not gonna hurt my feelings. Trust me. I said at the beginning of the show, like this is this is the way that it is. But soon, 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 we're gonna be upgraded, and uh, we'll all look like the Loose Cannons podcast. Just uh, not as good looking, obviously. Yeah, not as handsome, not, not as collectively yeah, handsome sure. no, as, as no, Loose Cannons. No, no, no doubt. Not as good as segments. Not not baby oil segments or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But however, well, actually, I don't know this for sure. John, are you a ranch or a blue cheese guy? I am a neither guy. And I said that on the podcast, and they actually respected the take. So you know, like, I know that I know that they don't feel very; they feel pretty, pretty, uh, pretty weak about uh, your choices, if I remember correctly. That's fine. I've been on the podcast and disputed <laughs> them confidently. I'll do I mean, it again. Anytime we want. Ima- can't imagine can using either. Can't imagine having a wing so weak that you needed either sauce. Christ. It's not about I mean, being weak. It's just weak. about enhancing overall. The frailest wing on earth. Your ceiling like, is here. Mine's here. That's all it is. Just I don't know if that's the case. Though. I was gonna say something nice about me and you having better wing opinions than them, but now I'm not. Now it's ruined. Now we're done. Well, we do in some ways because I have tried Publix wings now, and I have been my world yeah. has been open. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've had great wings before, but you you know you go to a grocery store. You know you go to a grocery store like a hot even a hot deli like. You aren't necessarily expecting to taste like really good wings. And mm. their wings are really good wings. Have, like, have you had a buffalo chicken sandwich yet? Oh yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, that was game changer. I had that when I came when we covered the Shrine game together. Yeah. 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 Was, oh yeah. That was record world type stuff. But thank God. I mean, like we're up here. I'm obviously up in Charlotte, but at least I'm still in like the Publix belt. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still in the. I still have Publix. Right when I moved up here a Publix was quite literally across the street from where I lived. And so, uh, no, it was still good. Wow. It is very funny because you and I used to start our draft podcast and you would always ask me about the weather because it was miserable in Pennsylvania where you were miserable and cold. And I would always just be like, 
How's yeah. that? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's 78 here. What's up? What? Might go to the beach today. And now you live there, and I live in Charlotte, and tomorrow it's supposed to snow. So how about I that? I wasn't even going to bring this up because I didn't want to rub it in. I was joking with you before the show that I was going to bring it, but now you brought it up, so now I got to be like – I mean, dude, it was 75 here today. It was great. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Riding and the suntan. Oh, man, it's great. Yeah, you should try Tampa sometime. But now we're we, – <laughs> now we pissed off the loose cannons, guys. They're like, Publix Wings? Dude, seriously? Like, so we – Publix Wings, now I guess we're out of our – Dude, listen, listen. Samer, who I dearly love, uh, is, is a wings elitist. And I want to try this. I want to try this wing plate he's talking about. With the wing place or plate? plate you oh, guys so have you're to talking about like his yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. i mean like no it's samra's samra's the king of wings he just has bad condiment right. taste that's it for sure yeah all yeah for sure all it you all do that's fine but <laughs> i mean samra, if, the, if these samra wings are so good i just samra i need some um you know yeah, what i need some you know what i can't stand up. with food now that you're talking about like not having anything with it what i can't stand when people do anything with steak like that's my that's my one thing. Like if like you marinated or no, nah, I mean like I guess I'd be okay with like a certain marinade, but like some people use like A1 steak sauce or like chop shop steak sauce. Or, like some people even like use oh, genu- yeah. genuinely like ranch with steak. And I'm like, yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes, for God's sake, he uses oh. ketchup. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, no, no chance. All, I'm not all the all the no look passes in the world can't take away my opinion of him being no. a 9.5 ceiling at best because of right. the, the ketchup on steak. Yeah, never catch Brady eating steak like that. You're just not gonna not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, people were like, oh, how does how does kneecap get hurt on the quarterback sneak last year? Like, how's that? It's because of the way he ate steak. If he ate it like <laughs> real real Jeez. way, he never gets hurt. I'm just if, saying, like if that happens next year, you better I'm blo- you better block out my entire like viewing box right here because I'm not about to get screenshotted or whatever. So uh, don't don't even we're getting meme for sure. No, absolutely not. Patrick, I wish you nothing but good health for your entire career. Oh yeah, moving forward, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Just talking about history, you know. It's all just yep. a little, little uh, food context in your history there. Uh, all right, Trevor, this has been awesome, dude. But the people are going to need a prediction from you, and this is where the rubber meets the road, my friend, because yeah. because you have a lot of power, and I'm not even sure what your power does. Like that's how <laughs> screwed up this thing is. Right, yeah. So I don't know if you picking a Bucks win. Now you we don't forgot to mention this too. You were on Tampa Bay soil, I believe, was the Vikings game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yes. You're on yes. Tampa Bay soil. Yes. Which people found out that you were back in the area. I don't remember if you put something on the gram or whatever it was, but people found out you were back in the area and I was getting tweets during the game. I didn't know you were, I don't think I knew you were back in the area. I was getting tweets during the game. Like this is Trevor's fault when they were down like nothing <laughs> early. Like, and I was like, what are they talking about? And then somebody was like, Trevor set foot back in Tampa Bay. And now this is happening. So I say all this to say like, there's like a ridiculous, I mean, they obviously won that game despite that fact, but it was only after you reversed Jinx Brady that they won that game. I don't think they win that game if you don't put that tweet out there. For anybody who didn't see the tweet that came, that was that was not here early in the podcast. Trevor tweeted this after the second drive. Of Thank the you for bringing this up Tom Brady's broken. I'm sorry, I had to bring it up again uh, to make <laughs> sure everybody understood the joke that I, that I was just making. But I say all that to say there's a lot of pressure on this pick. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Um, I'm saying Washington runs away with it 52 to three. That's what my prediction is. I'm going anti. No, um, I, my, <laughs> I was going to say, let it ride. I'm going to cut the podcast right there. Depending <laughs> on. <laughs> I, uh, I think the bucks are going to win 31 to 17. That's what I think. 
You all heard my prediction yesterday. It was 22 to 13, some wacky, ugly type of game. They Yikes. grind it out. They score Yikes. one late. Yeah, they, they, they have us white knuckling it the whole way type of game. I think Washington's defense is great. I don't think they can I do too. I do too. I think Tampa's different. They've yeah. also played one of the weakest schedules in the entire NFL. So, yeah. 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 They've also played, you know, six games against NFC East offenses. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, even when they played good teams, Seattle, Pittsburgh, like they, those offenses have looked absolutely miserable when they faced them. So, a lot of context to consider there. Trevor, man, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. And really, I hope that you can, even in your cold, dark den <laughs> in Charlotte, I hope that you can enjoy this this beautiful Bucks playoff game. And I hope that it is beautiful for you and for all the Bucks fans out there. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show. For everybody who's listening, um, just audio version for everybody who was in the chat. I love y'all. I miss y'all. Uh, have some fun this weekend. Y'all have been through a lot. So enjoy the game. And thanks again for having me on, John. Absolutely. Wanted to mention again, before we leave the podcast, you, the, these playoff games are coming up this weekend. You want to lay down your bets. You want to do it at my bookie. Make sure you're saying hello to January, 2021, the right way from an expanded NFL playoffs. Remember we got six games to bet on this weekend. The BCS National Championship game is coming up to the return of the NBA and NHL. This is truly a great month to be a sports fan. I always tell people to head over to my bookie if they want to add a little excitement to the sports they love and the games they bet. I don't use my bookie because some corporate overload told us to. Scott, you've heard him talk about this. He uses them because they're the best. They'll hook you up with 50% deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks when you sign up. And they'll keep the good times rolling with giveaways, free bets, huge contests all year long. It's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code. Pewter is the promo code, P-E-W-T-E-R. Get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie today. Start 2021 off on the right foot this year. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie and use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. You heard Trevor, 31, what, 3117 you said, Trevor? 3117, yep. 3117. Scott, there... There you heard it, Scott. I mean, Scott's going to be ragging on you if that doesn't. I know he is. He was already like, I can't believe you're having Trevor on this week. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been awesome. Glad you can have it. And Big Earn coming up with a super chat right here at the end. If that hillbilly curses this team of destiny, I'm going to lose it. That's all he has to say to you, Trevor. So we appreciate you all tuning in for sure. Remember, we are going to be live right after the game on on saturday night so it will be a late one we'll have our post game stuff with our pre post game press conferences with arians and the, with the players after the game and then as soon as those post game pressers are over we will be going live on the podcast right here so make sure you subscribe over at youtube if you haven't tell your friends family spread the word we're trying to have a huge show saturday night so subscribe hit the bell to get the notifications for when we go live so you make sure you don't forget don't miss it if you fall asleep uh, during the during the press conferences after the game. You wake back up and join us for the show. Going to be a good one. We are excited for it. So we'll be live Saturday night, and then we'll be back on our regular schedule for next week on Monday and Wednesday and on Thursday with whatever the future holds. We'll have to see. So thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.